Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. It's just after 2 o'clock, meaning that it is time to return to this recurring segment here on this program, the top two stories at two. The top two stories that I predict, I predict you might this very evening when you find yourself sitting around the kitchen table uh, with your family, chowing down on some Friday evening dinner, uh, this might be what uh, could inform the topics of conversation, some of the things I I see as pretty impactful to our community and maybe even your home. The first one, an announcement which came uh, earlier this morning from state epidemiologist Dr. Angela Dunn, and it has to do with that U.K. variant of COVID-19. Now, uh, before I go any further, let me remind you that Dr. Dunn has previously said that, you know, this variant's going to make it here to our within our state's borders. And when we got the first reports of it making it here to the United States from Colorado, uh, the epidemiologist there, plus I believe the governor, uh, went to great lengths to point out, hey, you know what? Just because we found it here doesn't mean that it's not elsewhere, okay? Uh, you, you guys probably have this U.K. variant crawling around your own communities. <laughs> well, of course, that makes uh, perfect sense, especially uh, in light of the fact that you and I have, in the past 12 months or so, become something of armchair epidemiologists. We know that this virus is no respecter of state boundaries. And of course, it's going to make its way through. Uh, the That sounds scary, right? We have this new, more viral uh, variant of the virus. But we are reassured by Dr. Dunn that uh, while it is uh, and likely is more contagious, that we are in a good place if we stay the course on which we find ourselves currently. The very fundamental basics that we learned back in the early days of the COVID-19 era. Keep your hands washed. uh, Maintain your distance. Wear your mask. Uh, We just need to ride this out. uh, Get this vaccine distributed and we'll be okay. Uh, Last point I'll make on this one. The vaccine. uh, The the smart folks who wear lab coats for a living tell us that the vaccine we have, both Pfizer and Moderna, is effective uh, against this UK variant. Uh, that's uh, top story number one. The second is one we have yet to discuss here on the program today, and that's because it only became public moments ago. Uh, and it uh, it comes uh, via the newsroom of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The headline reads, Church leaders condemn violence and lawless behavior during times of unrest. A message 
from the First Presidency and Quorum of the Twelve Apostles of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, joining me to walk through the details of this message and what it means to the community and the country, uh, KSL News Radio's Boyd Matheson of Inside Sources, also, uh, while wearing another hat, operates as the opinion editor of the Deseret News. Boyd, sir, welcome to the program. How are great, you? Great to be with you, Lee. What are we hearing from the First Presidency of the Church? So this is a, a very specific statement. Uh, obviously, uh, great concern by senior leaders of the church uh, as we look at the current situation, political unrest, uh, things that have taken place, uh, not just here in the United States, but around the world. So very much a global message as well as, as, well as a message to the uh, citizens of the country. Uh, and it begins by saying principles of government that allow God's children to maintain human dignity and freedom belong to all mankind. Uh, I think that's a I think that's a very interesting uh, and powerful statement there. And, and to whom those really belong to? Not no group, no political party, no faction of anything uh, owns that. Uh, the statement goes on uh, to say, with great concern, we observe the political and cultural divisions in the United States and around the world. We condemn violence and lawless behavior, including the recent violence in Washington, D.C., and suggest and any suggestions of further violence. While the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is neutral in matters of party politics, we remind our members, whatever their individual political views, to be united in our commitment to the Savior Jesus Christ and his teachings. As his followers, we should treat one another and all of God's children with respect dignity, and love. No political or other affiliation should supersede that covenant and sacred responsibility. Uh, So a lot of uh, calls to actions there. And then they conclude uh, by saying, we urge all people to remember the precious and fragile nature of freedom and peace. As citizens of the United States look ahead to the inauguration of a new president, we urge our members to honor democratic institutions and processes and to obey, honor, and sustain the law. And as you mentioned, Lee, that comes from both the First Presidency of the Church and the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. Statements like this, messages like this, in response to events in our community, they don't come every day. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I I have a little bit of a behind-the-scenes sense of, of how things work. It, it takes a great deal uh, to to assemble this body uh, and to communicate uh, in this fashion so directly. Uh, what, what sets this this era apart, this you know chapter of history apart, uh, thus necessitating and qualifying for uh, you know appropriate time to share a message like yeah, this? Yeah, I, I think it is a uh, a time. I think it is a call uh, from these fifteen world religious leaders uh, to to weigh in on the unrest uh, and recognizing that uh, nobody owns those. Things uh, that freedom, that liberty, uh, is all dependent on our ability uh, to come together. So it's kind of an interesting uh, thing in terms of civility. Uh, it's also a call to diversity and respecting and valuing the differences that we have. I think that's an important thing. Imagine that discussion uh, in our nation's capital or other capital cities around the world, and then also this call for unity. Uh, and I also love the fact that the, the church, of course, is always very specific in terms of nonpartisan, that they don't play in party politics. And they really play to this idea that that oneness is not sameness, uh, that it's as we value our diversity, uh, that's the unity. When you, when you talk about uh, out of many, one, uh, it is valuing the diversity. So I, I love the fact that this says, yeah, we are all different. And regardless of whatever your political views are, 
Uh, we have to be one if we're going to stand as a nation, uh, but also in societies, in our communities. And whether that's a community here in Salt Lake City or that's a community somewhere around the world, uh, those same principles apply. One of the one of the common traits that I have observed as messages like this have been uh, communicated, publicized by uh, leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ is that depending on your position, depending on your station in life, depending on your intentions for the weekend, uh, you can apply this to your own circumstance in a different way. I, I know that many people may be listening to this right now and saying, hey, we're not members of the church. Why? What does this message have to do with us? Uh, well, if you pay close attention to uh, specifically the second part of the message that you just mm-hmm. shared, uh, coming from, again, the First Presidency in the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles of the Church, it is uh, an urging to all people to remember that that the nature of freedom and peace is precious and fragile. That is something that, first off, I believe, absent yeah. any of my you know faith faith based right. beliefs, yeah. uh, it is it is a real thing. And what is it that maintains the freedom and peace? Uh, it is, at least in my humble opinion, and it seems to be the the view of the first presidency here, that uh, you know honoring the processes, the institutions, obeying honor and sustaining the law is something that aids us in maintaining. Uh, and, and respecting and protecting both freedom and peace as it is fragile in yeah. nature. And that is something that regardless of where, you know, report to worship on Saturday or Sunday or whatever day of the week you, you choose to worship, if you do it all, uh, that that remains true. That's right. This was really a, a call to the world as much as it was a call to the, the members of the Church of Jesus Christ. And uh, I think back, I was in Detroit uh, back in 2019 when President Russell M. Nelson spoke at the NAACP annual convention. And he finished with something that I kind of hear echoes of in this statement today. He challenged everyone, regardless of their faith or faith tradition. Uh, he said that uh, it's a, it's a time for us to be arm in arm and shoulder to shoulder. May we strive to lift our brothers and sisters everywhere in every way we can. And then he finished with this, the world will never be the same. And I think on a weekend like this where threats and and ideas of of unrest in America and, again, other capital cities around the world, uh, where that is still prevalent, where we have an inauguration coming up next week, we have Martin Luther King uh, Jr. Day on Monday. Uh, Can you imagine uh, if everyone, if everyone uh, just followed this simple declaration uh, from these 15 world religious leaders, uh, I think uh, President Nelson would be right in saying that the world would never be the same. 100%. 100%. Boyd Matheson, thank you so much uh, for, for chatting with me about this uh, this important message shared by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints regarding uh, respect, regarding freedom, regarding peace, and regarding sustaining the law. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we're going to continue our ongoing series, Eye on the Hill 2021, where you and I have an opportunity to chit-chat with some of the new lawmakers on Utah's Capitol Hill. Quick break. When we return, Doug Welton to share... What he's up to this legislative session ahead on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.